morning, everyone. Thank you, Hope and Becky and David. That was beautiful. Uh, that's really what, where we are right now. We're at this moment in time, this Advent season that begins today, where we have an opportunity to just turn our face towards Jesus and really look at Jesus and what he means for us. So like Doug said, my name is Carla Chestnut, and I'm excited for this new Advent series that we're kicking off this morning. Um, has anyone noticed that it's getting dark really early lately? Like really early? 4.30 p.m. early? I want you to look at this. November 12th, a couple of weeks ago, Sunrise was at 6.58 a.m., sunset 4.49 p.m. December 21st, just a few weeks away, the sun will rise at 7.37 a.m. and set at 4.40 p.m. Dark. Just for a little bit of contrast, on June 20th, the sun rose at 5.32 a.m. and the sun set at 8.51 p.m. From late June to late December, we lose something like six hours and 16 minutes of daylight. On December 21st, the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, it will be completely dark by 5 p.m. There is literally less light in the world. This time of year, there's less light in the world, and we are spending more of our time in the literal dark. So why am I telling you this? Today, we're going to explore how our celebration of Christmas got linked to the winter solstice. At the winter solstice, just so you're tracking with me, the sun travels the shortest path across the sky, making for the shortest day and the longest night of the entire year. I'm so excited about this for one really important reason. Because with this time of year comes a deep truth about life. This is the main idea, the main truth I want to communicate to you today. And if you don't remember anything else, remember this. From deep darkness, from deep darkness comes new life. From the deep darkness of the darkest season of the year comes the celebration of the birth of the light of the world. I love that. From deep darkness comes new life. From the darkest period of the year, the darkest time of the year, comes the birth of the light of the world. So this is my hope for you this morning. I hope that you will pay attention to everything around you. I hope you will pay attention to your physical world and look for evidence of this truth in the physical world around you, in the people you know and love, in the new people you meet, and inside your own life and experience. This truth from deep darkness comes new life, I believe, could help us experience the days leading up to Christmas and our actual Christmas celebration in a new, fresh way. And I can't think of a better year than 2020 to have a new way of thinking. We all know what it's like to experience a chunk of time where darkness seems to linger. Not just like the deep darkness of the winter season we're heading into, but the times in our inner lives where darkness just seems to settle in. It's happened in my life and it will happen in your life too if it hasn't already. 
So in 1988, I gave birth to this beautiful little baby boy. His name's Nick. And when Nick was born, he um, couldn't regulate his temperature. He wasn't really moving his arms and legs. He couldn't feed very well. He was absolutely adorable but we didn't know what was going on. And very soon after he was born, he was transferred to the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics. And he was there for about three weeks, and he just got a tiny bit stronger every day. And we eventually were able to bring him home here to, the, to uh, Cedar Falls. And I was really excited to take him to the pediatrician here in town for the first time. So I was 18 years old when I had Nick. Look at that hair. That is a feathered mullet. And that is not easy to achieve, by the way. But I was really excited to take Nick to the pediatrician in town. And uh, because I was so young, I felt like I'd really made a mess of things. And I wanted to do this parenting thing right. So I interviewed pediatricians. And I picked this pediatrician out. So we got into the office. The doctor came in, took a look at Nick. And then he sat down. And he looked at me. And he said, can I give you a piece of advice? Put this baby in an institution and go on with your life. Sometimes darkness will blindside you, and it will take your breath away. And it's hard to hold on to the truth that from deep darkness comes new life. And I know that many of you have experience with dark days. It happens in so many different ways in our families, like being given notice that your job no longer exists within your company discovering that your partner's been unfaithful, finding no heartbeat at the doctor appointment, getting a life-altering diagnosis, and learning to live without your husband or your wife or your child. No matter what circumstance brings you to a place of deep darkness, we share one truth. From deep darkness comes new life. That's why I'm excited about sharing with you why and how Christmas, our celebration of Christmas, is linked to the winter solstice. So let's dig in to how this happened. Solstice means, literally means, sun still. And winter solstice, this year is December 21st. It'll be the shortest day of the year. But after winter solstice, the days start getting longer again, but there are these few days around December 21st where it seems like the sun is standing still. You can see no difference on the horizon. We can't perceive any change. We can't see that light is increasing in the world yet. We can't tell that the days are getting any longer. It just feels very dark. And it isn't until December 24th a few days after winter solstice, that we can begin to see with the naked eye that there's more light in the world. Christmas Eve, we begin to see evidence on the day of Jesus' birth that there's more light in the world. From deep darkness comes new life. Solstice means sun still. And for some of you today, it feels like you've been living in the sun still days. Maybe it feels like it's, it's been months and years. From deep darkness comes new life. Seems like it's just not true. It's, it, 
It's been so long that you've been waiting that it's hard to hold on to this truth. If that's you today, I just want to encourage you that faith sometimes looks like holding on to a promise, a little bit of hope longer than it even feels possible. And during these times, all you can do is keep walking, keep pushing through the dark, and remember you're not alone. The days around winter solstice are dark. These days around winter solstice didn't go unnoticed by ancient northern European people either. So people that lived in northern Europe in the centuries before and right after Jesus was born, these cultures had spiritual rituals and celebrations that were closely tied to the winter solstice. They were some of their biggest celebrations of the year. And they were all about, these celebrations were all about waiting for the sun, S-U-N, to return, to return once again to their lives. They even thought about it as like a new sun, S-U-N, would be born. And this new sun would bring increased light to the world, a new growing season. The sun, S-U-N, would mean they could grow a new crop in the spring. And during the winter solstice, they were waiting to see if once again light would increase and the days would get longer. Have you ever thought of that? We don't actually know that the days are going to get longer again. We have to wait and see. And at the same time that Northern European people were celebrating the winter solstice, Christianity was taking root in the Mediterranean. Jesus, the Christ, was born in Bethlehem. And this area of the Mediterranean, they don't experience the really significant season changes that we do. Their seasons just aren't as extreme. And as the faith began to move deeper into the northern hemisphere from the Mediterranean, bringing the good news of Jesus the Christ, the earliest Christian missionaries, as they entered into these communities in northern Europe, paid attention to the celebrations of winter solstice because they were really wise. These early Jesus followers learned what the celebration of winter solstice meant to the people they were meeting. And then, instead of trashing their culture and celebrations, instead of destroying or replacing the winter solstice celebrations, they did something incredible that we can learn from. They watched these winter solstice celebrations and then they added a new layer of meaning, a deeper meaning, a universal meaning to what the people were already celebrating. They added to the winter solstice celebration the fundamental Christmas Christian truth. It's a Christmas truth, true. From deep darkness comes new life. The new sun that they were waiting for was actually part of a much deeper story. So the new sun that the Northern Europeans were waiting for, S-U-N, was part of a much deeper story about the S-O-N, Son of God, the Savior who brings never-ending light and life to all mankind. You just get this picture of Jesus followers moving into Northern Europe and bringing this truth and adding a deeper meaning to the stories that people were already celebrating. So one reason 
for linking the Christmas celebration to winter solstice is that pre-Christian people, people who hadn't heard about the birth of Jesus the Christ, were experiencing the truth of the Jesus story from what they could see and observe in nature. Specifically, these incredibly dark days around the winter solstice, the people in Northern Europe were experiencing the truth of the Jesus story from what they could observe in nature. I just find that incredibly fascinating. Nature tells the story of God. So the Apostle Paul explains this phenomenon of being able to discern God from nature when he writes this in Romans 1, chapter 20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. The birth of Jesus the Christ reveals the truth that whenever we are in the deepest dark, that is when we need to watch for the light of life. So these early Christian missionaries, they knew that the time to celebrate the birth of Jesus was in the deepest dark of the northern hemisphere. And these two have been linked ever since. We continue to celebrate Christmas so close to the winter solstice. And why is that? It's because nature and the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell the story of Jesus the Christ. I just want you to get this in your head. Nature tells the story of Jesus the Christ, and the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell the story of Jesus the Christ. I wonder, have we lost the deep knowing from both of these? Have I? Does my faith exist so much in my head and my heart that I forget the story of God is playing out all around me? Have you, do you see it all around you? I know I don't consciously, like I know I don't consciously link my celebration of Christmas to shorter days and nights around this time of year. Maybe the closest I get is on Christmas Eve when we're all either able to gather in a room together and the lights go down low and we light a candle and we sing Silent Night together. But how much deeper and richer would these days leading up to Christmas be if I remembered that both the Gospels and the world all around me tell the story of God? So the Gospel writer John tells the Christmas story in a really unique way. Each of the Gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell the story of Jesus' birth really differently. But the Gospel writer John does it in a unique way, and we're gonna look at this for a minute. I want you to watch for how he's painting a picture of Christmas, the incarnation, the birth of the Son of God, God with skin on, entering the world, while also declaring this truth of Christ at Christmas that from deep darkness comes new life. So we're gonna look at John chapter one, verses one through five, and then verse nine. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light 
shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I want to look a little bit closer at this very beginning where John's painting this picture of Jesus' birth. So let's look closer. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. So John uses, John's way of telling the Christmas story is to refer to Jesus as the word. It's being used here to describe Christ, and it's being used here because Christ spoke everything into existence. So the word creates and then enters into the creation. The Christ, the word, creates everything and then enters into the creation at Christmas as Jesus the Christ. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. That's an amazing truth to hold on to this time of year. As the days get shorter and shorter and the period of darkness gets longer and longer throughout the month of December, we're gonna experience this and we're really gonna begin to notice how much more darkness there is. How, there's just gonna be an increasing absence of light. And then, add to that, everything moves online and we have fewer and fewer face-to-face -face interactions, and our houses just feel like they're getting smaller and smaller, and it gets dark at 5 p.m., but the kids don't go to bed until 8.30. Can you feel it? The loss of light, the darkness descending, the need for some kind of hope or promise that from deep darkness comes new life. We have a cool opportunity right now to breathe some new life into our faith right now in the middle of these increasingly dark days. We're at the very beginning of Advent, the four weeks leading up to the celebration of Christmas. And I wonder how we might be able to use this time to deepen our understanding and our experience of the truth that John teaches from the deep dark, from the places in our lives where it all seems beyond hope, from the places of deepest darkness, new life is born. We can see this truth played out in nature, in the outside world all around us, but this is the next truth I want us to understand. What we see in the outside world as the days get darker tells a story about what we experience in our inner world. What we see in the outside world tells a story about this experience we have in our inside inner world. What we experience during Advent, when the days get shorter and there's less light, is the deep universal truth that when things get really dark, not just in the winter, but inside our own lives, this is when we have to hold on. We have to maintain hope. We have to watch the horizon because new life New light is coming. You won't see the evidence of the light for a little while, but it's coming. This is why I'm so passionate about the linking of the winter solstice and the birth of Jesus the Christ. This is what John is urging us to do when he says this, when he says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it in the physical world and in our own lives, there are periods of light and periods of deep darkness. This is what it means to be human. 
It's true for you, and it's true for me. So earlier, I showed you a picture of little tiny baby Nick and little baby Carla, for that matter. Um, Now Nick is 32 years old, and he is an amazing person who lives with a genetic disability called Prader-Willi syndrome. A couple of years ago, we went through a really dark time with Nick. Um, I have a bunch of friends who have kids the same age, and my friends' kids were all starting to graduate from college and launch the next stages of their lives. They were finding jobs and establishing their place in the world, and you know what an exciting time of life that is. But that wasn't happening for Nick. He was probably 28 or 29 years old at the time, and he was just facing really long days where he had no meaningful work. He didn't feel like he had a purpose in the world. And when I looked at Nick and I thought about his life, it didn't seem like that would ever change. We tried to keep him busy, and, but we knew that Nick needed some work to be proud of. He needed to feel like he was important and he had a place in the world. He needed to have pride in working hard. He needed a paycheck to buy some comic books. And this was a really, really dark time in my mom's soul. And it was a dark time for Nick too. So one night, I was having dinner with a group of uh, women from Orchard, some of them women I hadn't known very long. We just committed to meeting for dinner for nine months, just once a month, and we talked about one question during that time. And I got the courage up during one of these meetings to share about how worried and heartbroken I was about Nick's lack of meaning and purpose in his life. And they listened to me. And they sat in the dark with me. And after they listened for a while, they helped me brainstorm a way to create some meaningful work and purpose in Nick's life. And at that uh, dinner table, nickels and dimes, Nick's small business was born. Um, Nick wanted to call it, let's see, he wanted to call it Nickels and Dimes, your neighborhood-friendly can man, Nick Chestnut, but we settled on Nickels and Dimes for short. And it's grown into a highly successful business. He has about 220 people and businesses that he goes and picks up cans from, brings them back to our garage and sorts them, and then returns them to the Redemption Center for a profit. This has changed Nick's life. And I have a little video to show you where Nick's communicating with his customers that there'll be a pickup. His job coach is helping him create this video. Go. Hey, Nickels and Dimes, thank you very much for your business. If you, if you need your neighbor from the can man, we'll be out for pickups Monday at Monday morning at what time, Trick? Nine o'clock. Please remember not to put um, V8 energy cans and garbage in the, in the cans that would be truly appreciated. Sincerely, Nickels and Dimes, your neighbor from the can man. It's so great. Can you see the pride and the joy that comes from having meaningful work? From having a, like a connection to your community? The dark days before we came up with Nickels and Dimes seemed like they would never end. It is hard to wait in the dark. It's hard to believe that darkness is not dark to God. And just because it's true doesn't make it any easier when the dark days leave us feeling lost and alone. So for those of you in the middle of your own inner dark days, this may sound impossible and all you can do is hold on to the promise that darkness is like light 
to God. Remember what John says. He says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So how can the darkness of the physical world around you as winter closes in be a literal, a literal reminder that there is no darkness in Christ? What about when you just want to go to bed at 6.30 p.m. because it is so very dark? What if you whispered a little prayer? The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And what if instead of crawling into your bed at 6.30, you just take a deep breath and you put on a mask and you go visit a friend? Or you call a friend, talk with a friend over FaceTime, make yourself do a Zoom call, text your grandma and tell her you love her. Uh, Tell her about a memory you have with her. That will push back the darkness. So I wonder if anybody who's watching is an artist. What if you wrote a poem or a song about this truth from deep darkness comes new life? Or if you could paint a picture or draw a picture of what this means to you. If you're a photographer, could you capture an image of what from deep darkness comes new life means to you? Families, what little rituals could you enact that would remind you of this deep truth? How could your celebration of Christmas get a new deeper meaning as you hang your lights on the Christmas tree or you put your lights up on your house or around your windows? Maybe your family could start a new tradition to remember the deep truth from deep darkness comes new light. What if you decided to eat dinner by candlelight all throughout the Advent season? Turn the lights down low, light some candles. Or what about when it gets dark at night, you watch the sunset a couple times a week and then you turn on all of your Christmas lights and maybe put some Christmas music on or light a homey candle in your house. Or, Or maybe you know someone who's in the middle of some deep, dark inside days, and you could send them a card or give them a call, and nothing chirpy, like nothing that's sunshine and roses. All the people need who are in the middle of the deep dark is a reminder that they're not alone and that you're thinking of them. So today is the first Sunday of Advent. So some of you out there are like, thank you for telling me it's the first Sunday of Advent, because if you're like me, you usually get to the third Sunday of Advent, and then you're like, ah, we didn't light any of the candles, Christmas is ruined. Well, today is the first Sunday of Advent. So what if you did this? You just scrounge around the house, and you find some candles. And today, all you have to do is find one and light it. And remember, from deep darkness comes new light, the light of the world, will be born soon. And then all you have to do is light another candle each Sunday, and then on Christmas Eve, find the biggest old candle you can around the house and light that candle to represent Jesus coming into the world. You don't have to have a perfect Advent wreath. Just light the candles and remember. Every time you see lights associated with Christmas, remember that out of great darkness, new grace, New life is born. What can you do this Advent season to remember the truth? From deep darkness comes new life. From deep darkness comes new life. Will you pray with me?
God, you are wise. God, you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, breathed the world into being, spoke the world into being. You created the physical world all around us. And we ask you to forgive us for having so little imagination, for having such a hard time to paying attention to the world all around us that's telling your story, God. Would you help us to take a deep breath and be realistic about how dark the days seem right now? And would you help us pay attention to you as the sun sets early and rises late, that you're trying to just sink deep in our hearts and minds this truth that darkness is not dark to you. You are light that is different than the sun and the moon and the stars. And you offer a way through to us. So we lift up our friends today who feel like the darkness has lingered much longer than three days after winter solstice. We ask them to hold on to the promise. God, would you help stir our hearts to reach out to the people we know are having a tough time? give them a little bit of encouragement, but mainly remind them that we're willing to sit in the dark with them until their new light comes. So God, would you uh, just stir our hearts to pay more attention to you, to turn our face fully to Jesus this Advent season. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you are huge and beyond anything we can even understand. We pray this all in the name of your son, Jesus, who is light and life to all mankind. Amen.